to sing along on a Monday. Oh, well, my girl's in the next room. Sometimes I wish she was you. I guess we never really moved on. It's really good to hear your voice. Say my name and sound so sweet. Coming from the lips of an stories called his joints his 32 percent joints mm. underneath which i will play lullaby versions of popular songs that's probably one of the best stories of the weekend that we that we can't just outright share i agree <laughs> there's a lot we can't share on today's show involving my parents consummating and conceiving me mm. and john's 32 percent joints there, much like David Wells in the World Series. <laughs> Unhittable. <laughs> Good one. My girl's in the next room. Sometimes I wish she was you. I guess we never really moved on. So I wanted to talk a little bit before I get into the joints. I, I think that it's uh, very well known that I am a... I've got you chafe. I chafe and, and I'm a voice for chafers out there. It's something that I've been passionate about my my entire time on the radio, if not my entire life. When I was working uh, roofing, I was chafing. When I was working in restaurants, I was chafing. Some of my worst chafing days ever were working promotions here at the station. And this morning I had an amazing meeting uh, with Ben and Ari. They're part of a, of a company and a group. It is chassis. It is man care for down there. And they have changed the game completely when it comes to stopping your chafing. You're going to hear lots and lots about this company in the in the coming days and weeks and months on social media and everything. But I just wanted to mention them today. The website is chassisformen.com. It's C-H-A-S-S-I-S for men. Com. They have an amazing line of products. They've got a restoration cream that you can put on before or when you're really chafed. A couple different options for powders. But I know we have a lot of the hot jobbers out there who battle with this every single day. Chassis is the answer. It is works like nothing you've ever seen. Chassisformen.com is the website. And I'm very, very excited to tell you lots and lots about these products in the coming weeks. So check out the website and uh, get yourself feeling uh, all fresh and dry and beautiful in the undercarriage. It's kind of feels that everybody who wanted a vaccine has one. I mean, are you getting are you getting that vibe? Yeah. One of the things that really has me realizing that is the amount of commercials and just different things that you're seeing everywhere when it comes to I don't want to use the word pushy, but it was kind of the vibe was okay, maybe I can get a vaccine. I hope I can get in, you know, to get a vaccine. And now it's I feel people are chasing you down to go get a vaccine. Yeah. And I've got a few different stories that dabble in this. The first piece of audio I want to play for you uh, was from uh, Fauci over the weekend. He was on ABC with George Stephanopoulos and, and kind of went down the rabbit hole of why, if you don't have a vaccine, other people 
should care about it. Or, you, you know, because I think a lot of people say, hey, if you're vaccinated, why the hell do you care if I'm not vaccinated? Right. So this clip starts with a quote from uh, Senator Ron Johnson out of Wisconsin, and then you will hear uh, Dr. Fauci's comments afterwards. You will hear Dr. Fauci's comments afterwards. Science tells us that vaccines are 95% effective. So if you have a vaccine, quite honestly, what do you care if your neighbor has one or not? I mean, what, what is it to you? you? You've got a vaccine, and it's, you know, science is tell, telling you it's very, very effective. So what, why is this big push to make sure everybody gets a vaccine? What's your response to that? Well, the fact is that people who have been infected in this country now and have died, if you look at the numbers, there's been about 570,000 Americans have died. We have a highly efficacious and effective vaccine that's really very, very safe. That is the reason why you want everyone to get vaccinated. So I don't understand the argument. If I get vaccinated, George, and I'm protected, that you, George, don't have to get vaccinated. It doesn't make any sense. The more people you get vaccinated, the more people you protect. And there is the issue when you get a critical number of people vaccinated, you really have a blanket of protection over the entire community. I'm kind of surprised that our government doesn't have a better technique because I think you and I are very similar. And if this pisses people off, I'm sorry, but... I think there's something to be said for the group that isn't already vaccinated might be the type of people that when you try to shove it down their throat, you're only going to push them away further. So I'm not sure exactly what they're doing right now, but it does seem there would be maybe a better option other than just everywhere you look on your sporting events, your social media, everywhere, them just saying, go get vaccinated now. And I don't know what that tweak of the messaging would be, but it's just the more people are trying to force you to do it. I think you push a lot of people in the opposite direction. I think they push people like us in the opposite direction, but I can't help but thinking that maybe the oversaturation really is effective on a large group of people who are like, oh, must go get vaccinated. Well, I mean, who? I don't know. Who is? I mean, I guess it's who are the people that didn't feel compelled to go get one when when they could have or or in the beginning that now you're going to turn them around. Not saying that all of the people that aren't vaccinated today are, you're never going to get to them. You're never going to get them vaccinated. Right. It just seems that the messaging is aggressive and straightforward when I would think you'd want to have some other tactic when it comes to trying to reach the people that you know aren't at least inherently interested in getting that vaccine. Right. And one of the big problems is people aren't going back for their second for their second shot. Oh, now, man. I've seen reports that the first shot, depending on which one you get, is highly effective. And for me, the, I always thought the Johnson & Johnson sounded great because one day I'm in, I'm out, I don't got to worry about going back. Well, federal health officials are now saying that over 5 million people in the U.S. or 8% of those who got their first dose have skipped out on getting their second shot. So one in 12 people who got the first shot aren't getting aren't the second going shot. back. And the second one's the doozy, I've heard. Well, and what? how much of that do you think the Johnson & Johnson debacle has to do with that? If you got your first shot, and I know it's a different vaccine and it probably has nothing to do with it, but if you're somebody who got the first shot and you made it through feeling okay, how many people are going, I don't want a blood clot. I don't want to take my chances. They've had to pull this other shot off the market 
do I really want to go back? So I wonder what that percentage number would look like if there wasn't the Johnson and Johnson mm. issue. Uh, medical experts say a single shot provides a weaker immune response compared to the complete two dose regimen, which could mean people are at risk of contracting and spreading the coronavirus. If you are fully vaccinated, it is highly unlikely that you're going to be somebody who spreads the virus. That's coming from Dr. Amesh Adija, uh, who's with John Hopkins uh, segment of public health. So it feels that this is the underlying story that's probably as they're looking at the overhead view of our situation is a major problem. 8% of people not going back for their second. And you've got all of these people that you can't even go get, you know, go to get their first. And there's a heavy vaccine fatigue, almost like the COVID vaccine or the COVID fatigue. Like we're hearing so much about it. It's like, oh, just go away. Yeah, well, the, the J&J is back. The Tampa Greyhound uh, track vaccine site resumed the use of the single-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccine at 7 a.m. Sunday after an 11-day pause due to reports of rare adverse effects. The FDA and CDC paused the J&J vaccine because they identified a total of 15. Wasn't it seven? Blood clot cases among nearly 8 million recipients of the shot. That's got to be a hard sell. And I know that these are the FEMA, you know, spots that are popping up. So I think they're they're definitely targeting a certain group of people. But at the same time, who wants to be first in line for a J&J knowing that it's it's the first day back on the market? That seems like like a hard sell when you're already in a market where you can't get people to take the shot. How are you getting people, you know, people to take the shot that for 11 days you didn't think was was good enough to even have on the market? Jeez, man. I j- this is one of those things where I just really wish I knew what the truth was. I don't know that anybody's concealing the truth. I don't know that anybody no. knows what the truth yeah, is. I think it's probably more of that. I think it's less of a, f- a false truth being openly pushed when there's been so much information that just makes everybody doubt everything. I think yeah. that's probably the biggest thing working uh, working against us. Agreed. I have to say, I kind of saw this happening. Maybe not this quickly, though. Uh, deputies in South Flo- in a South Florida county are being instructed not to enforce the anti-rioting law signed by Florida Gov- uh, Governor Ron DeSantis last week unless it's absolutely necessary. When it is deemed necessary, the decision must run up the chain of command before taking action, according to an internal memo uh, that Colonel David R. Holmes, the Broward County Sheriff's Office, Office Executive Director of Law Enforcement, emailed District Captains Wednesday to say the anti-rioting law threatened to diminish the Sheriff's Office's attempt to connect with the community. The sheriff's office doesn't need any overzealous deputies utilizing the new law to conduct enforcement that could violate people's civil liberties. The so-called anti-riot law that DeSantis signed last week was a response to nationwide demonstrations that occurred in the wake of George Floyd's murder. Most of the protests against racial injustice were peaceful, but some did turn violent. I can see, especially in certain areas, like that's not too uh, that's not too surprising. But what happens? What happens when a police officer enforces the law, goes against their direct boss, but is going with the word of the governor? Who's going, you know, you talk about, okay, you enforced this law. We didn't think it was right. We want to fire you. And then that person can come back and say, well, hey, this came right down from the law. This is, you know, our governor signed this in. Those are the cases where I think it's going to be real interesting to figure out who's wrong and who's right and who the law is going to defend. Uh, It'll be easier to figure out when our governor is president. Because it'll be law then. Just saying. I like how you said win. I mean, look, 
He's well on his way. Yeah, he's he's there. No, I'm not saying I support him. I'm not saying I don't. Just saying. He is on his way. Yep. The family of a black man who was fatally shot by police in North Carolina last week were shown Monday a 20-second snippet of police body camera footage of the shooting. Andrew Brown Jr. was 42, was fatally shot by... You got this one? Pas- Pasquatonk? Does that sound right? I'll buy that. Pasquatonk County Sheriff's deputies in Elizabeth City on Wednesday when they attempted to serve him with an arrest warrant, the sheriff's office said. Yet few details have been released about the shooting. In dispatch audio from that day, first responders can be heard saying a man had a gunshot wounds to the back. A copy of Brown's death certificate obtained by CNN says he died as a result of a penetrating gunshot wound of the head and died within minutes of being shot. The certificate categorizes his death as a homicide, saying Brown was shot by others. This seems, and I mean, we don't know anything, but there are things going on in the Elizabeth City area where they they appear to be preparing for things, starting to hear rumblings uh, from what the family is saying and seeing within the video on uh, online and on Twitter. And this sounds like this tape is absolutely horrific. They is redacted that, all but 20 seconds, Is right? that what you're gathering yeah, as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, since the shooting, peaceful protests throughout the city have called for officials to release the body camera video for transparency and accountability. Brown's family had expected to see the video privately earlier Monday, but that was delayed for several hours as officials said they were still redacting parts of the footage. I know every city is different, and it's always going to be whatever they've got to go through, but I can't help. Everybody was shocked at how quick that video came out of Columbus um, with the 16-year-old girl that was shot while trying to stab somebody else. I feel that... There's a direct correlation between how quick the video comes out and how bad the footage is. They put that footage out in Columbus immediately because they knew that was going to cover their ass a little bit. And they would be able to say, hey, this girl was about to stab somebody. Look at the video. We want to get ahead of it. So the fact that it's being redacted and redacted and the family was going to see it and now they're not going to see it. That cannot be a good sign of what is actually on this video. And I think as the hours and days go on, we're going to get some uh, some pretty startling startling news out of that. Do you think that everyone should be on the side of transparency when it comes to these body cameras? Like they don't they don't lie. They don't tell the whole story, but they don't lie. I would I would think so. I mean, at this point, like we're not going backwards. I don't I don't think you're ever going to sell the general public on. Hey, there's a reason why we don't want to show you this. And, right. and now it doesn't even matter. I mean, we talked even even though a lot of people thought that video from Columbus probably put things in perspective and made things cut and dry. People still saw that this girl was going to stab somebody and and that wasn't enough in in a lot of people's opinions. So I, I think keeping it away completely only lets people's mind wander and assume the worst. And in this video specifically, I am definitely assuming the worst. And especially when you hear he was shot in the back and there's verbiage in there that said he was shot in the head. So, and they've been redacting the the tape for days. It, um, it does not sound like what's on that tape is going to be good for any, any sort of progress that may or may have mm. not have been made, you know, in the, in the past week. Justice dies in the dark. Yeah. You know, I often say that I'm terrified. I had a good conversation out with my golfing buddies on a Saturday about children, and they were all one of the guys that I was with was telling me how he's got seven kids, and it's just the gift of a lifetime, and how he loves it so much. And, and you know, I, what I said to them then is, I said the idea is just terrifying, yeah. which I feel that I would go insane. Like every day, if I had yeah. to be here to work, the thought of whatever my child was doing 
would allow me to not be able to have a solid thought. Like I just feel that it would I would be overcome with worry and just terrible thoughts, specifically if I ever had to put my kid into a daycare or something like that where you're not really sure what the hell is going on. And I say all of that to bring up a story out of Milford, Connecticut, which is pretty much a parent's worst nightmare if you've got to leave your kid at a, at, a, at a daycare. And I realize there's a lot of bad things that could happen. But the father of a toddler found playing near the interstate oh. after wandering out of his Milford kinder care is speaking out. Uh, Jay Paraguay's three-year-old son was found by a passing driver. That driver says when she alerted uh, daycare staff, they had no idea that the child was even missing. Now DCF, the Office of Early Childhood, and the Milford Police are investigating. Uh, the dad says when they recorded the attendance, they recorded that he was there, but he wasn't. Oh, man. He's claiming that the kinder care staff played down the seriousness of the incident until the Good Samaritan, who found his son posted on a now viral video showing him playing by the side of the interstate. I mean... I'm sure there are laws that, that have been broken, and I'm sure that in a, if he's trying to make a buck, he'll be able to take this kinder care place down. Uh, but in, as he goes on, scary for any parent to think about this situation. Your kid is going to a daycare and not being looked at. How can your child end up literally playing in the middle of the road? He fears what may have happened if his son was hit by a car or even worse. Thank God for this lady that was there videotaping, saw him and came back. Any other person could have easily, even if the kid wasn't taken, somebody just scoops up your kid and your kid's just gone. And they marked him present. And they marked him present. And he was not, he was not even there at all. I will tell you, having to put your kid in daycare is one of the most heart-wrenching and stressful things as a parent, as a young parent. My heart goes out to all you guys. You don't know who you can trust. You wanna you don't want to pay out the ass, but you also don't want to get like uh, you know Billy's discount. Yeah, kid it's care. Just, well, and now so many people with all the money you've got to put into, especially a really good daycare. Depending on what you're doing, if you're not independently wealthy or really up there, you're probably you're not breaking even, but you're not making as much money as you should. So I know a lot of people and parents have to go. Is it worth whatever this gap is, however much money I've got left over after daycare, is it worth it for me to not be with my kid every day? Yeah. And and I just oh. I do not uh you know envy parents who have to make that decision. And then you 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 tell yourself time and time again, everything's fine, everything's fine. And for the most part it will be, but then you've got a story like this where somehow this kid was playing in you know in the middle of the interstate. Brutal. So you touched on the Oscars. I don't really have too much to say about it as well. I didn't catch any of it. But the facet, the most fascinating thing to come out of the Oscars is the news today that nobody was watching. The number of people who tuned in to watch the three-hour-long, what is being described as a woke fest uh, that was the Oscars, hit an all-time low with just 9.85 million viewers. The television ratings for the 93rd Academy Awards on Sunday night, a 60% drop. Compared to last year's record low of 23.64 million viewers. I mean, do you attribute that to the wokeness or is it just because people are finally understanding these? Are, they, it seems to me these aren't the common man's movies. The average right. person doesn't watch the Oscars and see their favorite movies from that past year represented. So it's probably a little bit of both, but most people are attributing uh, the ratings to the, the woke nature 
of the Oscars. See, I think the type of people who watch the Oscars anyway are not averse to woke culture, so I don't think that would turn off that many normal Oscars viewers. I just don't think that people are that interested in these these meaningless awards. I, I wonder. I really, and I don't know where we are now because I would say if you go sports and we're using the term woke, NBA would be the most woke, right? Yeah. And they, I know, took a huge hit in the playoffs. I always remember that some ancillary game, I think it was the Vikings and Chicago in the middle of the season beat out game seven of the NBA finals. And I just, that blew my mind. And now 60% is major. So I do wonder yeah. if people are pushing things that they once watched away because they just, they don't want to hear it. They're going to form their opinions and they don't feel like they need other people in prominent positions to tell them how or, uh, yeah. or what to think. I'll buy that for a dollar. <sighs> Agenda oh, review. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the Glenn Close doing the butt. The butt. Cool. Yeah, I did. That was cool. Yeah, she's cool. I Cru- like her. Cruella. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I I'm starting to believe that that these can these can no longer be true stories. Okay. People are dying. People are being blown up. Other things are happening, and supposedly it's all legit. One New Hampshire family's gender reveal party mm. was such a blast that it rattled towns, set off reports of an earthquake and could be heard across state lines. Police in Kingston, New Hampshire, a town far from, uh, not far from Massachusetts, received reports of a loud explosion Tuesday evening. They responded to Terraremo Quarry, where they found people who acknowledged holding a gender reveal party with large explosives. The source was Tannerit, 80 pounds of it. The family thought the quarry would be the safest spot to blow up the explosive, which is typically sold over the counter as a target for firearms practice, police said. Uh, Nearby residents said the blast rocked their homes. Some even reported property damage. How about just you're having a boy or you're having a girl? What what happens in society that this goes from being a non-existent thing to a thing that's now killing people? Uh, and when when you were growing up, and even when I was growing up, there would I don't even know that there was a gender reveal party. And then somewhere in time, they said, "Okay, we'll have a cake." And when you cut it open, it'll be a certain color. When you yeah. open this envelope, it'll have a little note in it. What was the thing? Is it the TikTok generation? We've got to do stuff for likes that says that's not cool enough. Yeah, we've got to do things that could potentially kill us to unveil our baby's gender. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. By the way, R. Thompson, great point. The Oscars from a year when no one went to the movies with little advertisement yeah. from anyone is probably the real that, reason. That's that, that's a major uh, that's a major thing as well. I'm, I'm certain. So, and even I don't know. I always just feel, and I'm not the most cultured. I feel like when I watch the Oscars, there aren't any movies that I've barely even seen. Right. It's just like, Borat was the only one this year, so I hope it won everything. Yeah, and it didn't. Th- that's all we can hope for. But yeah. that is that is a great point. Yep. As more and more information has been making its way into the public eye with former high-ranking government officials making implications about and in some cases out and out confirming the existence of UFOs, some people are starting to get a little on edge. While a Pentagon report on UFOs that was requested was requested, the Senate Intelligence Committee is expected uh, it's expected to be released on June 1st. But before that can even happen, 55 concerned scientists 
recently wrote a letter to Senators Marco Rubio and Mark Warner demanding the Senate release its secret UFO data immediately. Mm. The Scientific Coalition for Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon argues that recent footage recorded by a U.S. Customs and Border Protection aircraft over Puerto Rico is the most compelling footage ever received in regards to unidentified aerial phenomenon. Mm. So, according to a spokesperson with the SCU, the footage taken by a Homeland Security aircraft over Puerto Rico on April 25th, 2013, shows an object believed to be up to five feet in length, moving at speeds over 120 miles per hour close to the ground before seeming, seemingly plunging into the ocean and splitting into two. The, the object witnessed by CPB and tower personnel and recorded on the CPB DHC uh, aircraft is of an unknown origin. There is no explanation for an object capable of traveling underwater at 90 miles per hour with minimal impact as it enters the water through the air at 120 miles per hour at a low at a, at a low altitude through a residential area with no navigational lights and then finally being capable of splitting into two separate objects. No bird, no balloon, no aircraft, and no known drones have those capabilities. That's coming from the SCU 50-page report on the incident. Does it seem to you like in the last couple of years there have been a ton more aliens underwater stories than there have been previously? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. And I think this footage is really what's blowing a lot of people's minds because it did come from a government source. And, and I think that we now have to understand one of two things, really. Some other country or some other place has created something that we in America cannot wrap our heads around and not fathom. And we're nowhere near developing anything like it. Or it's aliens. I mean, it's, it's those two yeah. things. And I don't and we've heard audio from Marco Rubio saying before, if another country is developing things like this and it's not even on our radar, we don't even know how it could be possible. That's probably just as scary in a way, because yeah. if, if things ever got ugly with one of these uh, countries, who knows what kind of underwater split into two oh, uh, 120 mile an hour <laughs> technology is even possible that they could bring towards us. So I don't know, man, I'm looking forward to June 1st until they release that. But also. Slightly terrified. Correct. I'm all burnt up. Oh. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Let's come back. You remember that story a couple weeks about the Cameron Heron kid who got 24 years in jail because he was racing down Bayshore? What if I told you that a lady was arrested last night who should do double what this kid got as a prison sentence. When I tell you this law-breaking lunatic who has been loose on the Tampa Bay roadways for the past few years, it'll make your skin crawl. And she was involved in a fatal accident. Unfortunately, the fatality was not her yesterday. We'll give you the details next on Drew Garabo Live. You're going to be you're going to encounter a lot of realtors ads, okay? And a lot of people want to sell your home and find you a new home. It's your money, but for me, I would go with the guy who's a Bay Area native who grew up here, went to school here, and knows the area, and that is Jeff Borum. I know Jeff pretty well. I've gotten to know him through the year that we've he's been with us, partnered up. And what I know is he is not afraid to spend a lot of money on marketing. And the guy can network like crazy. So when it comes time for you to sell your existing home and find a new one, you need to go 
with Jeff Borum, especially in the current market with a shortage of houses. You got sellers in every market that need to sell or move. But what if you find don't find a home that you like? Or what if you find a home that your existing home doesn't and doesn't sell on time? Are you gonna get stuck with two mortgages? Team Borum has several options that solve these issues and in many cases can help you buy more home than you realize you can afford. Jeff Borum of Team Borum Keller Williams. With Jeff, you have options. He can sell your home, buy your home, or rent your home. And that's just one of the reasons why I would call my friend Jeff. Schedule an appointment today. Google Team Borum. That's B-O-R-H-A-M. Team Borum. And start packing now. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 102.5. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.